Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Hope you're doing well. We're going to get there. I will try the patience. We will get to Sunday, Championship Sunday, of course. It's Wednesday, January 24, 2024. And then we'll get there. Two great games coming up this Sunday, but we've got a lot to do. As we welcome you back, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, flanking right there in the middle, professional handicapper, one of the great guys in the business. Scott Spritzer is here. Of course, you can find him on Twitter, at Scott Wins, DOC Sports, Doc Sports for the picks. You can get free plays up there as well, so make sure you go check it out. Hi, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How, how you? Boy, was last week great or what? I mean, is there anything better than cashing a, a weekend of NFL or the playoffs? But uh, I just oh, can't wait great. for this week's games, you know. But last week was fun. And, and uh, I think we saw maybe a little bit of what bye weeks can do to an offense, to two offenses at the start of the game and how they have to work their way through it. And great coaching staffs and quarterbacks do. But, yeah, but, and Dustin has one. He, Dustin has um, a, a graphics for the one seeds going into the divisional round off the bye, and then conversely, or moving along going into uh, the uh, championship weekend if they make it the one seed. So we'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to bring up something. It just stood out to me because I was taking a look at your notes, and fellas, we can move on from this. I just I think this would be good for new betters because. You have, as far as the NBA today, you've got Cavs Bucks, and yesterday Adrian Griffin was fired, so they're in a bit of a, of course, Doc Rivers is going to be coming in, but there is a transition here, and we would call that a situation, or we'd call it a spot, and I wanted to point out one, Amal and Scott and Dustin, that I also think is very unique tonight, and I'm going to pull it up right now. It's not just the Cavs at the Bucks, but how about Minnesota at Washington? Now, Washington's a terrible basketball team. So Minnesota, who's one in the West or right there, they're laying 11 on the road. But the reason this is a spot, and you hear us talking about situations all the time, is two nights ago, you'll never hear a coach maybe ever again talk about one of his star players like Chris Finch did after your boy Carl Anthony Towns went chasing the Timberwolves record and went two for 10 in the fourth and they lost. They lost to the Charlotte Hornets at home the Minnesota Timberwolves, because he was stat chasing. And Chris Finch, who nobody's ever heard of, is the coach <laughs> of the Timberwolves, Scott. And he came out after, and he was like, that was disgusting, selfish basketball. Carl Anthony Towns should be ashamed of himself, and so should, so should the rest of the team. So what I mean by that is, if the Timberwolves aren't going to be motivated tonight going to Washington, I don't know if they ever will be. I agree with that. I mean, they should be. I would think about – I didn't play it, but I would think about playing them in the first half. I think you might see a little bit of a response there. They don't have to sweat those big 11 points. I don't have in front of me what the first half line is, but I'm guessing around six. But uh, the bottom line is, is that he was absolutely right. I'm glad Finch came out and said something. And uh, it does make for an interesting potential spot tonight. But again, it's, I, I bet you this much, if they're up seven, eight, nine points in the fourth quarter, 
Carl Anthony Towns isn't going to be taking any shots out of the context of the offense. <laughs> you no, don't have to worry about making, that. No, 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 Amal. He's going to be making the proper basketball play tonight. There will be the extra pass with Minnesota's offense. It will be flowing. There's no question about it, but, you know, getting back to Finch, he's correct in what he said, Patrick, and you know that. Scott, you know that. First of all, Towns goes, he scores four points out of 62 in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was like, hey, guys, I'm here for three quarters. Have a nice day. But it's also important when you look at, by the way, Oklahoma City sitting at 30 and 13, and then Minnesota's at 30 and 13. The Nuggets are 31 and 14, and one more team, the Clippers at 28 and 14. It may not seem like much losing to the Hornets over 82 games, but that game's going to matter. The way sure. this race in the Western Conference looks for home court advantage, guys, this is going to be a game that you might look back on and say, hey, we have to go to OKC because Carl Anthony Towns wanted to score 70 points. He was, ha you know what? He was having one of those Swedelson, the big guy. He was having one of those games. <laughs> like when the big guy starts getting hot on the show with his plays and to be fair to him, he has been hot lately. Like he's going to let you know every time he talks that he's been hot. And that was Carl Anthony Towns. Like every time he got the ball, it's like the big guy when he's hot with the props, he's going to shoot it. He's going to hog it. Yeah. It's called crippling insecurity guys. And I have <laughs> no, it. No, and no, Carl no. Anthony Towns has it. Carl Anthony Towns. Have you ever heard like how his voice changes based on who he's talking to? Sometimes he tries to be real tough and real deep. Sometimes it's really high up and his tone changes no matter where, whoever he's talking to. I think he's similar as a player. I think he so badly wants to prove how he belongs. He was trying to make a statement with that game when he started getting hot and he got ahead of himself. And as someone who gets ahead of himself, I'm currently looking at props in this game and I desperately want to place a bet because I went one and one last night and I want to come back and go hard tonight. I already have four bets tonight. It's already getting out of control. I am a lot like Carl Anthony Towns. He could get a little out of control. Let's help his insecurity a little bit. I, I, I see the plays every day. It's in my email. Bill Aidey sends out that email with everybody's plays at every show. The first show I look at is this show, and it's represented itself quite well. So there's a little bit of, you know, yes. a little uh, boost I, to that security level. Don't judge Patrick and Dustin based on my performance the last two weeks. I'm going to be the unemployment line, but listen, <laughs> I mean, holy cow, liquid nitrogen oh, no. is hot compared to me. <laughs> hey, you're going to turn it around. We've got We've been there. just <laughs> sent over one, two, three, four. We've got five college plays. I know, uh, Scott, you've got a college play as well. But, yes, Dustin has been killing it. I, I like to troll the big guy, but then he gets upset with me, so i got to correct it. He has been killing <laughs> but it. Guys, talk, talk, uh, me, talk me out of a Rudy Gobert bet tonight, please, because the, <laughs> the Wizards can't defend centers. They allow the most points, the most rebounds. So if Cat's not involved as much, potentially a better game for Gobert, more minutes for Gobert, a little punishment for Cat, why am I not betting Gobert over points and rebounds? <laughs> I, oh, I, I, it, you should, I but am. more what I wanted to point out, and we can get to that Cavs buck spot now, Scott, because mm -hmm. I just wanted to point out how new betters should be looking at a board. Like there are always those spots and scheduling spots over a long 82 that present themselves, but also emotional opportunities and emotional spots. Now, 11 does feel baked in. I'm not going to lie. Timberwolves lane 11 does feel like that motivation has been baked into the number on the road. But let's get to that spot with Adrian Griffin out. And, of course, he was fired by Giannis and Dame. Let's be clear. That's sure. the way this works. And they hired Doc Rivers, but Doc ain't going to be there for tonight. And the Cavs are catching six and a half, seven at the Bucks. I, I do think there's going to be immediate, including tonight, dividends by by uh, departing with Griffin as far as the defensive end, the toughness of this team. It can only get better. Uh, you know, you mentioned Giannis, and it's right. Giannis has to put the stamp on everything, and that's fine with me. Uh, but he wanted this guy as his head coach, and 43 games in, now he doesn't want the guy as his head coach. And we also, you know, there's been a lot of rumors out there over the last couple of months that, you know, Giannis put the Knicks on the Nick Nurse hiring. That would yes. have been a real nice hire. So you've got a situation where maybe Giannis is, you know, talking a little bit too much about who should and should not be hired. I think Doc Rivers is a very good hire to uh, get this team to play, again, tougher defensive basketball, to be more engaged through the entire four quarters of a game, especially, again, on the defensive end. But as far as winning a championship, I don't want Doc Rivers. You know, <laughs> I love it as a better. I think it's immediate improvement for the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, this guy, what's he won? He, he's lost 33 times out of 50. In, in clinching series, clinching games. I mean, it, he's just not done that well. He's been overvalued ever since. I mean, he had a big three in Boston 16, 17 years ago, whatever that was. Yep. 
when he won that uh, that championship series. And since then, you know, again, good coach, great coach, no. Elite coach, no. Not going to get you that prize at the end of the year, probably not. Uh, beating Harden, he couldn't get those two to play together well enough uh, to advance all the way to the final, or get to advance to a championship in Philly. He had Chris Paul. He had, what, DeAndre Jordan. He had Blake Griffin in his prime. Those three players when he was in Los Angeles again, uh, he's blowing, you know, series. He blew a, he's blown four, three, two series leads in his coaching career. So other than that, <laughs> but I, I just, I think he's going to be good for, you know, at least the next few weeks of regular season play as far as a better. And he's not going to be on the bench tonight, but I do like Milwaukee in this spot anyway. And I would have played him here even if Griffin was still coaching. I mean, listen, if you look at what Cleveland's done, they're on that big run, but the only strong team they played happened to be these Milwaukee Bucks, and they beat them by 40. If you can't get Milwaukee, even with Griffin, to you know get their crap together and come out and play hard tonight and win this game going away, uh, then Giannis isn't your answer either. But, you know, I, I just think it's a great spot for Milwaukee in the first place. And then Giannis gets his way, and now he's going to be able to prove that he was right. And so I think you get a better defensive effort from this team. I thought Scott brought up several great points yeah, here. Good Start, layout. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, a huge revenge spot. We talked about this yesterday when the firing happened, Patrick. They got embarrassed by 40 in Cleveland. I thought this was kind of the final straw before they came back home that they decided they were going to make a move. I love revenge games like this, Scott, in the NBA. When you have an opportunity, you got embarrassed. If you're looking, I know you and Dustin both get into the props. Giannis tonight might be a guy. He's the one who was the catalyst behind this. Let's be real here. Even though Damian Lillard probably has a voice, it's much smaller than Giannis. He's the franchise. He's the guy that's been doing it there for a long time so this is a game where I think if you're Giannis you've got to come out you've got to have a big game and make a statement now and again revenge is one of my favorite betting angles in the NBA you get embarrassed by 40 I don't know if there's anything much more embarrassing in this league nope it's well put big guy anything on this one Cavs Bucks six and a half 236 and a half on the total which is actually uh, it's a it's a pretty modest total for the Bucks. No, it just felt like the, uh, the the instant reaction fired coach back the team that fired the coach. Like, that's usually my vibe for that. But I will point out that I've bet, I think, uh, two sides in the NBA this year. They were both the Detroit Pistons, and they both lost. Yeah, that Utah Jazz game. <laughs> <laughs> and they're favored tonight, by the way, I think. They Detroit's should be. They should tonight. be. Charlotte's without Nick Rhodes. I got a prop on that one. They should be. <laughs> I'm going to say something. The, 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 I'm saying this. The Pistons roster is not indicative of their record. You're right, because I you agree. look at the Washington ra roster, and it is. But the, oh, it is. But I the, completely but, agree. But the Pistons are not. I come, that's why the losing streak made no sense at all. M Monty Williams has a lot of explaining to do, because he didn't want to coach, but he took the money, and with that roster to be sitting where they are, that is, that's a coach mailing it in. It, it, it bothers me to no end. We've got college basketball. I'm always got a bunch of plays. I know Scott as well. When we return, remember, and Scott mentioned the picks, you can go to vcin.com slash subscribe. And while you're there, check out the brand new vcin.com. We're coming back with professional handicapper, Scott Spricer, right here on Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus, improved functionality, expanded educational content. The new website looks great, looks great on your phone as well. Go to VSIN.com to check it out. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. We're joined in studio. And he always makes the effort. We appreciate it. Professional handicapper Scott Spritzer. You can find Scott's plays. Some free ones, too, at DocSports, DOCSports.com. And then on Twitter, at Scott Wins with two Ts. I just want to pick up a conversation that we were all kind of having during the break. Then we can turn to some handicapping. And, Scott, one thing that you noted, uh, if last night you were taking a look at the board or yesterday a better was taking a look at the board, they're looking at the Trailblazers at the Thunder. Uh, a dreadful team against a very good team. And I believe the number closed somewhere right around 13 and a half with the Thunder favorite at home. But you thought an awesome opportunity to jump on Portland. And by the way, Portland lost by two and the game is under question still. But Portland loses by two. Maybe you can help a new better understand why you went Portland in that spot. When I'm 20 years old, I'm laying the points last night. <laughs> I'm not 20 years old. It's been a while. I can't remember my 20s. Uh, so the bottom line is, is now, you know, over time, you, you learn to look for things like this. Oklahoma City, first game of back-to-back. My, my first thought on that was if they do have a decent-sized lead over, you know, eight minutes to go in the game, let's say they're up 20, uh, they're probably going to start sitting, guys, and because they have a second game in a row the very next night and you know portland can come back they've been playing hard they've been covering point spreads they won two of their last three outright and the kicker was i don't know if it'll get to 18 or 20 because portland has lost to this team uh by what 62 points two weeks ago 43 points <laughs> earlier in the season and we went back and looked and when i say we i'm talking about you know uh, patrick big al and we went back and looked, and since 2008, there have been four situations where a team meeting another for the third time after losing the first two by 85 points or more combined, how they did. And those teams at the time, they're now 4-0 and after last night. They were 3-0, and very small sample size, but still. That's a good they that were, database is amazing. They were, yeah, they were 3-0, and and they had won two of those three games. Well, now it's 4-0. and and they won two of those four games, and they were never in doubt as far as covering the spread. Last night almost won the game outright. So I'm one of those guys, man, I'm looking, and if I see, you know, wow, man, you know, Portland lost by 60 or they lost by 50 or this team lost by 45, who they playing next? And then if I could find something like with OKC, the combination of the fact that the Thunder had to play another game the very next night, uh, then I start digging into that game a little bit. So, you know, I don't like them tonight. Uh, Portland, but at last night was just a great spot to back the Blazers, and those are the reasons why. Now, again, when I'm 20, 21, 22 years old, and I started in this stuff, I probably would have, ooh, it dropped under 14. Ooh, I kind of like where it's going. I'm going to jump in and lay the points here, and it's just things you learn over the course of being around this stuff for many, many years. You know, just to build upon that, I have a follow-up question in a second, but Scott, for people that may not obviously have the database and all the information like you do, 
How could they potentially maybe research some of the things or be able to acquire some of that information a little bit quicker? They're not, they're not going to be able to put in as much time as you do, but how do they find that? There's a couple of those sites out there, and I always I always say verify anything that looks unbelievable. You know, like if that was 14-0 rather than 4-0 and I didn't find it with somebody I trust in Big Al, then I would start digging around a little bit. That's, that's how we came up with the East, East Coast, West Coast deal in NFL. You know, it just seemed too good to be true, and it was. But I would – can I give a, 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 um, a site that people can use, for instance? Of course you can. Okay, it's uh, like StatFox. I'll go into StatFox and I'll look at, you know, these long-standing angles in every sport. Um, and I'll look to see if they're human nature angles. Like, I don't care, you know, what uh, Kansas State did 45 years ago. You know, <laughs> I want it to be human nature, which could go back many years or the same coaching staff for the most part over the last few years, and then I'll start looking at angles. But with this one here, this is all about human nature. This covers, you know, coaching staffs, player changes, all that kind of stuff, because you do tend to relax if you beat a team by 40, by an average of more than 42 and a half points per game in the previous two meetings, including 60 two weeks ago, and you get that motivation from the other team in that spot. So that's not a bad site to look at. Again, always verify, man. Go back, dig into numbers, uh, go to some of these reference pages when it comes to these, you know, that keeps track of all these sports and make sure nothing, no mistakes were made. A couple of things that Scott brought up I think are very crucial. Number one, we talked about the revenge angle. If you follow the NBA closely, you know there's going to be multiple opportunities where teams are playing that opponent that embarrass them. I would make a note of that particular game. So let's say, for example, tonight you got a game on January 24th, and if there's a rematch, say, down the line in March, it may seem a ways away. But take a look, keep a notebook, say March 17th or whatever the date is. Sure. Hey, this is an opportunity for a game based on what transpired last night. And then, for example, in college basketball, I've got Memphis Circle for Sunday. They're playing at UAB. Blazers aren't a great team. They blew a lead on the road yesterday against Charlotte. But Memphis has lost two games in a row, including blowing a 17-point lead at home against South Florida. Penny's got a good top 25 team. They'll get back on track. You're probably going to get a short line. So this is just something you can kind of look towards on certain teams situationally. And, and I'm always doing exactly what I do to start my week. I mean, on Sunday nights in college basketball, you know, I, I, I'm looking if this team does this on Wednesday, they play again on Saturday, look to do this, and then I go back and follow it up. You know, Friday afternoons when I'm handicapping Saturday's games. This team has to do this. If they do this, then I play them here or don't play them here or play against them. And as you also said is that, you know, again, if I see an absolute blowout in the NBA, the first thing I do is write that play down, write the date it happened, and then I start looking to see if they play that team again. But not only that, I want to see them play their next game, even if it isn't that team, because you're going to get a little bit of a motivated effort out of that team. And I love the fact that everybody's saying, on all the sites yesterday, not not so much pick sites, but just uh, uh, reporting sites, journalism sites, sports journalism sites, and they're all saying things like, Portland's obviously mailed it in. They want that first pick. They're done. I love that stuff. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes me think, okay, I like, I like this team even more. I know that sounds a little crazy, but I love it when everybody's bailing out on one side. No, also, I'll just add to it, Patrick, the players aren't quitting. Yes, exactly. the, the general manager might want the first pick, but that guy's playing for a contract. He's like, I go get $20 million playing in Minnesota or elsewhere. It doesn't make a difference. And I think that's something that you got to pay attention to. And the one other thing I want to add, Scott, and you know this very well, college basketball, the revenge angles are so huge. We saw it uh, last night, uh, Evansville and, uh, excuse me, Belmont and Illinois State. Belmont already beat them down in Tennessee. Illinois State has them in a revenge game at home. They take care of business. So just kind of make a note in some of these situations. I'll tell you another thing that's been really good right now for you. If you're fading me, you're cleaning up. I mean, right now, I'm like the <laughs> Detroit Marcy Turtons. I mean, no, let's, let's not do that. No, let's, let's not, not do that. Last. Let's actually find there's you guys have one play in common yep. all in Scott tonight, and let's do that on the College Wood. Let's go LSU, Georgia. I've got Georgia. Up to four and a half, 156 and a half. Amal, we'll start with you here because you both have a play at LSU, Georgia. Yeah, I like the dogs at home. Mike White's done, mid-major Mike White's done a good job with this Georgia team. They were a bottom feeder last year in the SEC. They've got a good quality road win at Mizzou. I know Missouri's struggling in league play, but anytime you can go on the league and win on the road, this is a pretty good team. Abdul Rahim, the son of uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim, has done a really nice job for this team. Thomason and Demery have been very good. They're tough at Stegman. This line, Scott, on the overnight was three and a half. And then here's the other kicker for me, guys. LSU, their three-point percentage has improved, but they're still not that great of a three-point shooting team. I think a team like Georgia who wants to get out and run on some missed long three-point opportunities will have some fast-break opportunities. Shorter number here. I wouldn't be afraid at four and a half either in this particular spot. I like Georgia, the dogs at home to cover tonight. I, I, Scott? You know me, I was doing my stuff. I, I think I said Dustin, you know, 
direct messages on Twitter about what games I was on, probably about two in the morning or something. So I, I was jumping on that three and a half uh, overnight, and I thought at four, okay. You know, obviously it gets to four and a half, you start to be concerned a little bit, but I still like him here. Ten and one at home this season. As Amal mentioned, Mike White's got the team playing really well at home. They play a strong brand of defense, and I think they're going to find success here. Besides the fact that LSU's a little shaky shooting the basketball, and by the way, they're not a great team when it comes to shooting twos, nothing special, uh, but they're 252nd in offensive turnover percentage. And Amal just mentioned about Georgia maybe getting some opportunities here uh, to get out on, you know, odd man rushes to steal an NHL uh, term because I think they're going to be able to force this team into making a few more turnovers than you would like, and that's what they do. Uh, they're 122nd at adjusted efficiency so on the offensive end, so I think they're in trouble there. And LSU's played only three true road games. They're one and two so far this season. They got beat by 23 points at Syracuse. They got beat by 15 at Auburn. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed of losing at Auburn, but they were down by 30 in that game. And then Auburn put it in cruise control and, and, and let him get back within a reasonable number of uh, 15 points. I didn't like the fact the way they lost to Syracuse, like I said, by nearly two dozen points. And I also wanted to mention also that this team is just 7-19 and 19 as a dog. They're 1-5 against the spread this season as an underdog. Little concerned about Georgia's two-point shooting. They're not great inside the arc, but I think they got a little bit too much for LSU tonight. Beautiful. Love it. Okay, we have a few more college basketball plays to get to. Dustin, I know you and I have a few in the NBA as well. Before Scott leaves, we're going to make sure we get his championship Sunday take as well. So we continue. Again, want to encourage everybody to make sure you check it out. We had our VEASAN managing editor in studio there at the D yesterday, Adam Burke, talking about VEASAN.com. Brand new look, so make sure you go check it out. And the newsletter, we haven't discussed it today. Bill AD every day with the VEASAN Daily. You can go to VEASAN.com, enter your email address, and it's absolutely free every single day. Your table setter for your betting day. We come back with Scott Spritzer next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an annual subscription, VSIN, of course. Become a VSIN Pro for $199 daily best bets, betting splits, big game betting guides. It's all there. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code SHARP, you get a discount. VSIN.com slash subscribe. The line of the day from Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper, Doc Sports, DOC Sports. Scott wins on Twitter. He said he. Likes bananas, and then he knows Dustin <laughs> Sweetelson well because he said, "Don't go there, Dustin." So, we, we, you, you know, you're you're hanging out with a guy that is just absolutely <laughs> seeping into your veins when you're hanging out with Dustin Sweetelson, where you just talk about simply eating a banana, and you have to say, "Enough, Dustin." It's true. It's true. I mean, I, we were talking about breakfast, and I said I usually have one or two bananas every morning. It's the first thing I eat when I get up, cup of coffee with that. <laughs> Big banana guy. And then I had to throw in the little, you know, asterisk, don't go there, Dustin. Well, as a, <laughs> you can see as, Dustin's <laughs> eyes lighting up when he was saying he likes bananas. That's as a DraftKings employee, I looked into the code book here about what we can and can't do with coworkers. And, like, at the top of the list is you cannot eat a banana in front of a coworker and make eye contact or you will be reprimanded. I'm good with that. Okay. I like that. Okay. Well, I think we're all safe. Thank you, Dustin. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right. Let's do uh, a couple more college hoops plays before we move on to the football. And Amal, you've got one. Uh, you've got five plays today. Let's go Providence, Seton Hall. You're going to lay it with Seton Hall at home. Yeah, this is three and a half now up to four and a half. The number's getting a little bit high. Bryce and Hopkins, uh, Bryce Hopkins out for the season for uh, Providence with a torn ACL. This team is just not the same offensively. Seton Hall, I'll tell you what, Shaheen Holloway's team got off to a bit of a rough start, but they've really turned things around. They're a dangerous team in the Big East. It's just such a competitive league. But I think this number's coming back a little bit short. Um, if you're going to take it at four and a half, maybe look at the, the money line in this particular spot. But I like the Hall at home in this one. Kadari Richmond, since he transferred over from Syracuse, has been a difference maker on this team. And Dawes and Davis have been really nice compliments to him. So I like Seton Hall at home in this one. Okay. Auburn, Alabama. Um, Scott Spritzer, that's one play that you've got here on the list. Let's go to it. Auburn's at Alabama, not the Iron Bowl. But three and a half with Alabama lane at 162, a big total here. 
Yeah, I, I like Bama here, I, and I have nothing but respect for Auburn. They are no doubt in the top ten, maybe the top seven as far as power ratings are concerned. I think Ken Palm has them like fifth or something like that. So I, I do respect everything they're doing. But Alabama's played the seventh toughest schedule in college basketball. Uh, they went through a stretch in November and December when people kind of forgot about Alabama because they had lost five of seven games. But none of those losses came against stiffs. Three of the losses came in three games in a row on a neutral site to Purdue, in Omaha to Creighton, and in Phoenix in a semi-away game against Arizona. We could be talking about any one of those three or all three in the Final Four at the end of the year if things go right. And so they faced those three teams three games in a row, and they lost all three. It's a murderer's row of opponents. So uh, they're battle-tested. And despite playing the seventh toughest strength of schedule, they're second in the nation in offensive adjusted efficiency. They're 13th in three-point accuracy, 11th in two-point accuracy. They're unranked in the AP. I'm just, you know, the AP top 25 to me is such a joke. They are unranked in the AP top 25 despite the fact that I just told you those numbers. I have them in power rated in my top 12. I think Ken Palm's got them eighth. That's how good this team can be. Um, as far as Auburn is concerned, they're really good. They're legit. But they've only played three true road games. They beat Arkansas, Stiff. They beat Vandy, a Stiff. Both of those teams outside the top 100. They lost at Appalachian State. That's the only team that's currently ranked in the top 100 that Auburn has played away from home in a true road game. And they lost to App State. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think Bama gets the job done. I like him to win this game by seven or eight points and uh, laid the three and a half at the Tide. Beautiful. Uh, let's see. We'll keep going. Glue college basketball, then we'll move on. Uh, you're going to lay it with Iowa. I just want to make sure I get an updated number. Maryland's at Iowa. You're going to lay the five and a half with Iowa here, Amal. Yeah, this is a contrast of styles. So Maryland, very good defensively, offensively, anemic. I mean, they've just been horrible offensively. They're higher than 200 in terms of an offensive rating. You look at Iowa, they're in the top 40 offensively. The problem I have with the Terps is they shoot 42% from the floor. Patrick, I'm not making this number up. They're a college basketball team shooting 28% from the three-point line. They're in the bottom 350 in college basketball. This team is horrific. Iowa at home, their pace and their style of play would just be too much. Maryland's been much more competitive lately, but you still look at them. They're still on a two-game losing streak. They fell behind against Michigan State. They came behind, from behind. They covered on the road against Northwestern. But I like the Hawkeyes here in this one, lane five and a half of Carver Hawkeye. Okay, beautiful. I, I'm curious for the two of you or the three of you, I just want to take a look, look quickly at the NBA board because I, I was surprised by this number. Scott, I don't know where you had it last night when you were your night owl doing your numbers, <laughs> but Phoenix at Dallas lane two. No, I bet it earlier today at one and a half. I'm surprised by this number. I mean, the Suns right now are starting to put it together. They've won six straight since Christmas. They're 11 and three. They're third in net. They're second on offense, they've been playing great. 122 points per 100, pos 100 possessions over the last six. So the offense is starting to click. But really, for the Suns, it's about getting healthy. And with the injuries, sure. they're good with their big three. And that's helped defensively. Defensively, they're still they're getting better. It's one of those teams we thought it may slowly come together. And that's exactly what's happening. Now, as far as the Mavs, it, it, it almost feels like they're battling to get to the trade deadline. I, they have to make a move. Kyrie had the sprained thumb. Uh, I, I'm still looking for a status update. The NBA so bad with injuries. Um, but even if he is playing here, I, I think the Suns are clicking on all cylinders, and I do like them. I can find a two. We're showing two and a half. Uh, don't lay the, the hook. You can find a two in the market right now. I, I, uh, I'm not trying to throw – I guess too much against Phoenix here because I do like him in this spot also. That big long win streak, there's been a lot of softies on that on that list since they've been Fair. winning those games. But I still do like him here. I mean, if you went back to that Christmas Day game in Phoenix where Dallas beat him by 14, they outscored him by 15 in the fourth quarter. It was anybody's game until the final few minutes in that contest. And, you know, and that was with Dallas hitting like 55% of their shots that night. Uh, Phoenix had a really bad night from three on Christmas Day against Dallas, and they've been working that out. And as you mentioned, they're getting better on the defensive side of the court. So laying a couple of points here, boy, it just feels to me like they should probably be a bucket higher. I didn't bet them, but that's the way I'd go, Patrick. Beautiful. Dustin, I th bring up a game in the NBA. My assumption is you have a prop associated with it. If not, we can move on. I do, uh, because Dwight Powell's Shocker. out for Dallas. And 
Wanted to see who benefits when he's out of the lineup, so we're going to look at Derek Lively, who uh, we're going to go over seven and a half rebounds with him. When he plays 25 minutes, which he should tonight in this one, going up against Nurkic at the center position, there's not a lot of depth there for Dallas. Uh, 13 and six to the over seven and a half rebounds without Powell in the lineup. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, let's get one more college play. You got Seton Hall, Ole Miss laying five and a half tonight, Amal. Yeah, number's gotten a little bit high now at six and a half, but I'll tell you what, people don't realize the job and what a find this was when Chris Beard got fired at Texas for Ole Miss. This team has really completely resurrected itself. This Arkansas team, they're getting more credit, Scott, to me when I look at this number. I thought the number really, and I'm not saying to bet it at six and a half, but I thought the number should have been closer to seven. Sure. This is a, Eric Musselman gets a lot of credit because he's a tremendous coach, but this Arkansas Arkansas team is not particularly good. We saw them blow a 20-point lead at home against Texas A&M. Hang on for dear life with a Tremont Mark winning jump shot. But here, uh, it, this one at the Tad Pad, I like Ole Miss here. This, I'm telling you guys, the top part of the SEC is loaded. Kentucky, Tennessee, and Auburn. But don't sleep on Ole Miss when we get to the conference tournament. This team's going to be dangerous. They defend. This is what's going to happen tonight. And Arkansas is not a particularly good shooting team. I like uh, Ole Miss here. The Rebels laying five and a half might be at six. I would take it up to six because, remember, you're not going to lose on a push. But six and a half, just I would proceed with caution if you have that number. I added one late today also, about an hour before I came Beautiful. down here. Let's and I, I didn't mention it to uh, Dustin because it was like right before I left the house to come down here. But... Uh, We've got a 17-game nation's longest winning streak on the line tonight, and we're talking about Samford out of the Southern Conference, and they are on the road against Furman. I like to look at these teams on these lengthy winning streaks in these smaller conferences when they do go on the road, and they're playing a decent opponent, decent, rel relatively speaking, to the conference that they're in. That's Furman. They've won four in a row. That's good. It's not eye-popping. Sanford's is eye-popping. Furman's laying points here against the team that's won 17 in a row. And then I start jumping into a little bit, and if you see what uh, Sanford has done, first of all, they face the 341st strength of schedule. Furman's not crazy, but it's like 205th strength of schedule. Then I started jumping into some of the metrics. Sanford will turn the basketball over 264th in offensive turnover percentage. Both teams are going to run like crazy. These are teams that, if you look at their adjusted tempo, they play at a real fast pace. I think this is a real nice setup for Furman laying a couple of points here. It goes at about 50 minutes. I think it starts at 6.30 or 7 p.m. It might be 7 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Is it 7? Okay, so we got another hour and 20 minutes before it goes, but uh, Furman laying a couple of points here I think is the way to go in this contest and that nation's longest winning streak of 17 I think is going to come to an end. Patrick just real quick to Scott's point in terms of Sanford almost 14 turnovers per game that's an alarming number when you go big picture and being able to win games and one other thing Mike Randall just texted he's now a Scott Spritzer fan. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate pass it. Along. Uh, yeah no Randall's the goat. I want to pass along Thomas Gable racing sportsbook director at the Borgata sent three college basketball plays over today. One of them. I'll give you one. Sanford Furman over 168. They're going to run. Right. Yep. They're going to run. And I wanted to add that on because like you said, tag it with they're going to run. So Gable's going over and lay it, says Scott Spritzer. We're coming back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. 
So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code VSIN. Download the DraftKings app for new customers. Use that promo code VSIN, B S I N. You get $5 to win a 200 in bonus bets. No sweat, same game parlay for everybody at DraftKings every day. DraftKings. The crown is yours. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, Scott Spritzer. Scott, we're going to close out with Scott's take on Championship Sunday, so don't fret. Big guy, oftentimes you and I are simpatico, so I wanted to ask you, and when betting props in the NBA, you're looking to take advantage of matchups and injuries. Obviously, you're always looking for those injuries so you can exploit the matchups the other way. My assumption was the big for Charlotte, Nick Richards, wasn't going to play tonight, but he has been upgraded to probable. If he was out like he was out on Monday, Charlotte just doesn't have the big bodies to throw at you. And Jalen Duran at 11 and a half boards. He played this team. First off, he averages the the Pistons big averages 11 and a half boards on the year. He played this Charlotte team in October and grabbed 17 boards, 12 boards the other night against Milwaukee. Uh, I was looking Jalen Duran over 11 and a half, but I don't know right now, big guy, if Nick Richards is going to give it a go. So that's I'll just give me an example of what you're start, what you're trying to look for. If he doesn't go, I am going to play it. Yeah, I think it's a great call by you. Uh, I have a bet in that game, but not on Duran because I bet him for over assist the other night. And I I want to go back to someone on the Piston squad who's been very good to me. Uh, Jaden Ivey. Cade Cunningham was ruled out at the last minute in the last like 30 minutes here. Jaden Ivey let me down last time. He owes me one. I think this is a situation where Charlotte really doesn't play defense. He's gone over 29 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Five of seven games since Cunningham's been out since the 7th of January. And I was going to look at Bogdanovich because the Hornets are really bad against small forwards, but I thought his number was set a little too high for me to jump in. Ivy's the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands. I think he has a bounce back after a, a, a poor showing against Milwaukee. But I actually think Patrick's play might be better than mine. Okay, boys. Let's do this. We can sprinkle in some plays as we're getting out of here. But, Scott, of course, the big conversation centers around the NFL. Just quickly, Vic Fangio, he's going to be gone, a defensive coordinator with Miami. Uh, Harbaugh just canceled his second Atlanta interview. He's in Los Angeles. My assumption is he takes the Chargers job. Rabel interviewed again today with the Atlanta Falcons. That'll make Dustin Sweetelson happy. Other than that, we don't have coaching updates, so let's get to the games. San Francisco, we'll start with the late one. San Francisco's laying seven, but it is a little juiced up. And here comes the Lions, 51, Scott, on the total. I wanted to, first of all, real quick, give credit to uh, Dustin last week because I like the Lions and the Ravens. I added one of his props, which he had talked about on the show I was on when he said uh, he liked Gibbs over 22 and a half yards receiving for the Lions. And I 
jumped on it, looked at it, handicapped it myself, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's a nice play that I wouldn't have made if Dustin hadn't brought it up. So thank Beautiful. you very much, Dustin. Um, listen, I'm a little hey, bit worried. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs, man, <laughs> 22 and a half. Uh, worried about the Lions' defense. Each of the last five Lions' opponents have had at least four scoring drives in their games, and 10 of the last 11 opponents have scored at least 20 points with an average of 26 points per game by those teams. And you check out the pass defense. The Lions' last five quarterbacks, their opponents, have completed 66% of their passes, about 374, 375 passing yards per game, almost 10 yards per pass. Nick Bullins, of all people, tore up the Lions defense two games late in the season. He, he piled up 807 yards on 10.1 yards per pass against Detroit. I know Brock Purdy made bad reads at times last week. There's no doubt about it. He got lucky on a couple of completions, and his team might not be here if a certain Packer defender returns a pick six that he ended up dropping. But the mix of CMC on the ground, the fact that they now have that first half after having a week off and scraped off the rust uh, is out of the way. I think CMC on the ground in the passing game should move the ball throughout this contest, even if Debo can't play. And by the way, Ayuk's not a bad uh, player to look at for a prop as far as going over his receiving total. And I've seen anywhere from like 74.5 to 78.5 on his yardage. But check this out last couple of weeks. Tampa Bay's Mike Evans, 147 yards receiving against the Lions. The Rams' Nakua, 181 yards receiving against the Lions. And I mentioned Nick Mullins. Go back and look at what Jefferson did against Detroit. Nearly 200 receiving yards. I think he had a buck 97 in that game. So I think San Francisco is going to be a little bit too much for Detroit here, guys. Like the call. That was that was Middlecoff too. We had uh, John Middlecoff, who covers that team pretty closely. He he really liked the 49ers, and he also liked the over. Go ahead, Amal. No, I was just going to add to it. I think look, Detroit has been fantastic throughout the course of the season, but San Francisco, Patrick, you have talked about it the last couple of days at length. This is an all-star team. It's just a matter of can they put it together at the right time. They played one of their worst games last week, and they still found a way through. Give them a ton of credit for it. The defense got stops. Now, part of it was enhanced by Matt LaFleur's ineptitude in the red zone. But this team, I don't think they could play much worse, and they've got a great opportunity. We talked about the ineptitude of Detroit's pass defense. Great shot if you're San Francisco. You're probably not going to get that much of a better matchup hosting a conference championship game with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I think the one that I keep whispering about is that 49er defense, boys. And I'm just taking a look because for some reason, Arizona stands out in my mind. I just don't feel like they played well. I'm look, just looking at the schedule. So, obviously, we know they – yeah, it was uh, the 17th of December. They gave up 29 at Arizona. And then Baltimore, we saw them light them up for 33 Washington, okay, they're at Washington. They shut them down, but the Rams played well against that defense as well. Anyway, you know, you know, I was going to say real quick, the one thing I like about the Niners' defense in this matchup is watch what Detroit likes to do. They really like going over the middle with their passing game. And you're talking about Laporta, uh, one of my favorite receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown. These guys like over the middle stuff. And guess who has two of the best cover linebackers. linebackers in the NFL? <laughs> yeah. That would be the Niners. So, well, yeah. you know, that's going to be interesting to watch early on to see if, you know, before the game started this week of preparation, if adjustments have been made by Detroit on that. And, and I think Josh Reynolds is a guy I might be targeting this week or, or maybe even Jamison Williams because Ambry Thomas is getting picked on bad. Every mm -hmm. time there's an opportunity to throw at Ambry Thomas, Teams are throwing at him, and he can't cover anyone. So maybe Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's more of a, a guy who has a lot of receptions. He's a guy that gets a volume workload. Perhaps they look to get Reynolds or even Williams involved more because Ambry Thomas is a guy who's going to let them get, pick up sure. a, a chunk of yards at a time. Smart comment. So, uh, yeah, no doubt. Good point. Very good point. Now, I – Let's start here with the Ravens hosting Kansas City. Were you surprised? Again, we did see threes in it. Went up the three and a half pretty much everywhere. And then, Scott, we started to see some fours pop up. Does that surprise you? It does a little bit because I'm out yesterday, for instance, with like three sharps having lunch. Nora's Italian. Great spot if you like Italian in Vegas. Ooh, I'm writing that down. And, oh, Wait, it's I'm the on best. a diet. Wait, it's I'm the best. No, no, to go for it. Forget the diet. You got plenty of time left. I've forgotten um, about it a lot. Scott. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I, I have diet dementia. <laughs> That's the problem. There's two Scots. One of them needs to start working out, and it ain't the one who's 57. I, I, I mean, it ain't the one who was 25. I do a thing called the Monday. <laughs> diet Scott I only diet on Mondays well that's not bad I like that I could do that possibly but well, um, it's not working we're, <laughs> we're sitting I'm sitting with three sharps and two of the three 
had already grabbed Kansas City plus the points before it got to four. It was like half hour later, I'm home, boom, it goes to four. And uh, so I'm a little bit, because these guys are deep pocket guys, and I was a little surprised that they were not waiting if they thought it was going to get there to four. Obviously, they didn't think it was going to get there. But, uh, man, I, I, I still like Baltimore. I don't like them as much when it gets up to four, four and a half, things like that. It's not four and a half. But what, one of the things I like is Kansas City under 21 and a half points in this one. And if you go to DraftKings, you can adjust the points, you know, depending on how much you want to lay as far as the price is concerned. But under 21 and a half was minus a buck 40. Here's the problem I have with KC, and I tried to convince the Sharps yesterday, and now we're betting numbers and not teams and blah, 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 all that stuff we always hear. But their last four games, 21 scoring drives, 14 were field goals, seven were touchdowns. Mm -hmm. They're still bad in the red zone. They were bad last week in the red zone. They were fortunate that the Buffalo Bills abandoned the running game in the fourth quarter after running through this team left and right. Not just Josh Allen, even though he finished with the most rushing yards uh, for the team, but James Cook was running uh, well. Tyler Johnson didn't get more yeah. than seven or eight carries, but he ran well. And I was texting people during that game in the fourth quarter. I had no action on the side. And I'm going, why in the world have they stopped running the football at Kansas City? They were getting chunks of yardage, and they just stopped, and I think that benefited them quite well. But uh, I like Baltimore here. Casey's run defense combined with their red zone issues on offense, Baltimore's ground game and defense. We said last week everybody's talking about Lamar's not a good playoff quarterback. He'd only played in four postseason games and hadn't played one in three years. I like Baltimore to get the job done again, 7-10 point uh, win here. And again, I respect a lot of the guys who are on KC. Yeah, the field goals were – That's it feels like a theme. I, I'm just thinking to that Cincinnati game where they needed it, and all they did after that first score of the game is <laughs> kick field goals the rest of the way. Like, that has been a theme for the Chiefs, Scott. All season long, and again – 14 of the last 21 scoring drives ending in field goals. That just scares the heck out of me. And if you look at Baltimore, they've allowed more than 20 points four times all season. Number two Great in red step. zone success rate on defense, by the way. Tremendous stuff. As always, you're the best, of course. Scott Spritzer, Doc Sports, DOCSports.com for picks. At Scott Wins on Twitter. Maul, good luck tonight. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, good luck tonight. There's Bacon Nation. <laughs> Maybe Scott's headed there right oh after boy. the show. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> here on Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.